0: The football team's in Lewiston, where it's hot (laughs) as balls, and there's not much to do but hang out by the pool, (laughs) belly flops all day. (laughs)
1: so our our listeners obviously won't know this but this is our second take on this because we had a little technical issues but i got to admit um hot as balls made me laugh genuinely even the second time
0: yeah i was gonna (laughs) say it was a hundred degrees but i was like hot as balls is better
1: yeah no hot as balls is definitely better yeah especially after mike leach talking about his affinity for cargo shorts did you see that by the way yeah Oh, my God.
0: We'll get into that
1: for sure. Yeah, that's right. That's on our show list. I see that now. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm paying attention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, (laughs) well, um, I'll just say, um, listeners, you have been spared a... four to five minutes of garth brooks talk because uh, <laughs> i don't feel like doing yeah. that again
1: so <laughs> no so, you don't want me to tell my garth brooks story while I, where i was at the concert and watching frankie Luvu pick off the interception that sealed the game against stanford what i, I feel like that's you don't ju- want to hear that again what
0: you did is just as good okay and we, and we can say my and then just well, see, to summarize I, I, my mom met garth brooks like in 1992 and he grabbed her ass so <laughs> you've you've been caught up
1: <laughs> you're totally caught up now
0: <laughs> and you, this is podcast versus everyone yes it is i'm craig powers with me for a second time today but this is the first time you've heard it yeah.
1: jeff Newser. <laughs> hi everybody <laughs> jeff yeah
0: craig for the second time i'd love to hear about your day and how how fun it was
1: I'm tired as hell, man. I've been painting all day, and my back is killing me. So now I'm into my second beer, and I'm going to be honest. I'm a little tired.
0: Well, fine.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to, like, like, Listeners. All like all this, like, conversation, flowing conversation you had before. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase this time. You know, no more, whatever, not, yeah, anyway.
0: Tell, let me just, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to say that, uh I'm gonna, you're you're drinking a beer from Matchless, aren't you?
1: I am drinking how did you know?
0: I, I don't know. I just, That's
1: amazing. Good job.
0: I, I've trained well, I trained you in the ways of beer, so That is true. I just I know.
1: Yeah, so okay, so I'm having a matchless beer. I'm having uh Blackberry Gates, which is a sour ale. With the blackberries, um, the description says, for starters, we weren't expecting blackberries last fruit season. This beer is a blend of year old sour red ale and over two pounds per gallon of fresh blackberries from our friends at Munoz Berry Farm. Jammy, but balanced by a soft acidity. Blackberry Gates is fruity, but doesn't overwhelm the underlying beer, which I can agree with that. Uh, not as blackberry as I was expecting. Um, definitely sour. I can definitely taste the the sort of sour red ale piece to it. But uh, um, like I said, the blackberries are kind of more um, more of an accent than a feature. Um, and so it's, uh, it's good. I would have actually preferred a little more blackberry. That's not like a criticism of the beer. That's just kind of what I was in the mood for was something with a little more blackberry, but that's all right. Well, eat it's a, still a good
0: beer. Eat a damn blackberry, then, man. Uh, Don't drink true, a right? beer. Eat a blackberry.
1: I, I've got black. I've got wild, invasive blackberry bushes growing in my backyard. That's so just can, that's because That's
0: because long ago, some guy decided that blackberries grow really well over here, and he should just start planting them, and there'll be f- free food for everyone everywhere.
1: Asshole, and
0: and now we all battle blackberries everywhere we go. It doesn't the matter gym. where you live in Washington State, you're battling blackberries.
1: I know. I don't even battle with them for the most part. I'm just like whatever. They they grow in a part of my of our property that's not really maintained, so it's just like whatever. But anyway, but yeah, you can't so, even do anything with them. You can't make pies with them. You're like, eat not, them. they're not the. You can eat them, kind like you can, but it's like, like you can't like. You know, like, I love a good blackberry pie. Yeah. But you you know? The seeds and you can't, these aren't, like... Oh, like, those ones, yeah. You can't bake with them, you know? Yeah, so. they're
0: not, like, the... Yeah. No. Anyway. So, it's an, an interesting note that uh, you pointed out in the beer that you didn't the first time we did this, is that... I know. It, it has a red ale base, like a red sour base. Yes. Um, so, that's... Uh, it's interesting, because I... I that I, I'm sure I've seen that beer and I pass on because I typically pass on red sour bases and dark sour bases because um, I t- I tend to find them a little more uh, vinegary mm-hmm. um, and I don't really like that in my sours as much um, you know like it's more like the Flanders red style yes is not really not really my favorite definitely not on, on my top styles of yeah beer. Um, and I
1: do I do like a, a Flanders red I think I had a, a really good one from uh, Freum brewery yeah um i liked theirs it was good and so yeah that that was when i first started um drinking it i couldn't really put my finger on on that flavor and then i was kind of like okay well it's kind of weird And when i poured it also it's very dark yeah um it, it looks more uh, i'm trying to think of a good way to it almost looks kind of cola colored If 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 that makes sense like it almost looks like a coke yeah kind of color um yeah. So like I said, the the blueberry or the blackberry, excuse me, are, are just, you know, kind of more of an accent. They get um just a little bit of a of a flavor hint to the um to the to the red ale underneath.
0: Yep. Matchless, good brewery. D- yeah. Down there in Tumwater. Um yeah. yeah, so uh they uh they I w they have two head brewers, uh one guy came from 3 magnets and he 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 would have made the beer that you're drinking now that's pat and um the, the other brewer Aaron brews a lot of the stuff you get in cans uh the IPAs and and uh, stuff and he came down from chainline so they have a they have a really good lineup there and their beer shows it definitely yeah, quality I've got beverages. A couple
1: more got a couple more uh, bottles from them sitting in the fridge that I picked up while I was down there. So
0: very good. Um, so I, uh, part of the reason I was singing country music today is cause I was back home in Yakima this past weekend, um, visiting family show, you know, showing off the bee. always got to, you know, give, give the grandparents time with bee. Oh, um, yeah. but, uh, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, other things I do when I go back to Yakima is, you know, drink beer. Uh, but, and there's actually quite a few breweries in Yakima now. And so, um, uh, I went to Wandering Hot Brewing with my dad. Uh, we had some beers and I picked up a crawler of Not of This World. Um, it's a hazy IPA brewed with Galaxy. Um, usually when a brewer, brewers like to, uh, put, uh, Galaxy in their beers, they like to give it this sort of space name. Um, interesting sidebar about that. Um, Jeff, of course, you're familiar with Space Dust. I am. So that is Elysian's now flagship beer, but it used to be this kind of one, uh, once a year kind of seasonal, uh, kind of hard to find beer before they were bought by Anheuser-Busch and Bev. Um... So the reason Space Dust has its name is because the original recipe had Galaxy Hops in it, Uh, but Galaxy Hops are definitely an expensive hop. They're from Australia. They're they're not easy to get. um, Not as easy to get in large quantities. So uh, guess what AB Inbev did? They said everyone likes this brand. So, but, so we want to have the brand. So they basically changed the recipe to take out the galaxy hops. And so the namesake for space dust is no longer actually in the beer, um, which is, uh, pretty funny. Um, so uh, if you love space dust, uh, um, sorry to tell you, you are not drinking the original one and most likely you're drinking it old, uh, (laughs) whenever you find it. Um, but, uh. But yeah, so this is a Galaxy IPA hazy. Um, Galaxy gives you these pineapple mango notes. Very good stuff. Um, uh, I, this is well done. Uh, it's got light, you know, the lightness, light, light bitterness on the back end. Very good aromatics. So it's definitely, you know, right up there. Um, Wandering Hop's been, uh, you know they they have a they start out with just a half barrel system. Now they have a three and a half barrel system, so they're actually more of a uh, like a brewer that can brew some beer to be sent out and stuff now. So one of uh, a few breweries that are coming up in Yakima that are 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 nice to pay attention to um i'll have another one next week i got a couple crawlers when i was out there um they're definitely into the hazy ipas so it'll be another hazy next week um but uh but yeah so yeah wandering hop if you're ever in yakima check them out they're on 20th street and uh yeah uh go yakima
1: next time i just happen to be driving through yakima hey people
0: do that
1: I know people who though? Like, like if is, you're
0: going to Tri like, Cities from I was gonna say Seattle? what is
1: Yakima on the way to?
0: Tri Cities.
1: I guess. Or maybe That's
0: you're true. going to Yakima, maybe you're gonna get a miners burger.
1: That that is true. You drive to Yakima just. Maybe skiing.
0: you're gonna go wine tasting.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Which we All right.
0: which we did some wine tasting on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah.
1: You are highfalutin. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but B didn't taste any wine.
0: Uh, B was back home with her grandma. Ooh, she was that's... with her grandma, and the uh, the rest of the group partook in the wine.
1: Expert parent move, right there.
0: Yes, of course. And then we also had gr- that B's grandpa was with us, and he was a designated driver. So,
1: <laughs> boy! And if you go to is working the system, right there. If you
0: go to Porteous wine, which Porteous Winery in uh, in uh Zilla, they have very good wines, um, definitely one of my favorite ones from Yakima Valley, Um and they have about 20 different wines that you can taste, and they'll just keep pouring them until you want, and they'll give you, if you want to try the wines again, because you've, you've tried 20 wines and you forgot which ones you like, yeah, you can just have them, and that's where we really, <laughs> that's where we really um, got that one.
1: Yeah. Like uh I can't remember if I like that one. Will you pour that one for me again? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely. Sure. Oh, and then they also had, they also had a port <laughs> a port to try. So, you know, you, you end your tasting with a, a nice uh port and then your uh then I handed the keys over to uh Amanda's dad and, and and we went on to the next one. Well done, sir. Well done. But yeah, so um I, I think we uh Actually, with I thought we were getting through this segment quick quicker this time, but I, I think I dragged on about wine a bit there, and now now we're now we're uh, we're back to the regular time. But um, yeah, Jeff. So it is fall camp, and it is it has been going. What are we on day four? Day five. Day five. Today's day now. five. Oh, got practice reports from Theo. We got just right. so much stuff to to dig into. Um, well, let's get through the boring football stuff before we talk about the fun stuff. But, um, so far, um, I mean, a lot of the storylines are are pretty similar to, uh, what we heard out of, uh, spring camp, to be honest. Um, you hear about Cassidy Woods and the inside, um, you, you, uh, we even heard some, uh, some, some, some rumblings about Clay Markoff. Who, uh, Uh who, who, Uh who who may, who (laughs) may or may not be getting more carries than you think.
1: Oh, oh. I'm panicking a little bit. Yeah. Shit.
0: Wait. Okay. So we should probably tell people. Yeah. Cause that was a comment section. i Cause sure I'm, most there
1: would. are probably a lot of people who have no idea what we're talking about right now. So, uh, Clay Markov's mom or brother or uncle or best friend from high school or something was in the Kook Center comments saying that we were, we were underselling. It was a story I wrote about the running back situation. Uh, we were underselling Clay. We were overlooking Clay Markov uh, to which I said, that's silly. <laughs> and I was like, I set the over under of Clay Markoff carries this year at three and a half. And the reason why I said it so low was because my assumption was that he would be, you know, at, at very best the third running back. Um, and I figured more likely like the fourth or fifth running back. And so, um, over the last few years, there's been actually the last two, year, really the last two years. Uh, it's basically been two guys at the top and that's it and and very few carries for the for the rest of the team um really just you know last year it was james williams and max borgie the year before that it was james williams and jamal morrow um and so he really has last couple of years chosen to go with two guys at the top and and really nothing from the third guy um, most people i think remember keith Harrington really didn't get very many touches so my thought was okay so if clay markoff is you know maybe the fourth guy he's he might get a couple carries you know in mop-up duty over the course of the year well low and behold now we're and then there was a little wager involved i don't remember what i i said I'll, I'll have to go back and pay it off if i don't yeah you have any, to
0: eat no, another shoe do you
1: yeah i don't have i don't have to eat a shoe yes yeah, so a long time kook center readers will remember i had to eat actually eat a shoe over uh, a basketball transfer who was not on scholarship uh but yeah i you know a little bit surprising definitely that clay markoff is is sort of running uh, with the, in the top two right now with, with Max Borgie, I will say that I will stick to my guns and say, I don't think it stays that way. Right. Um. I think, you know, Dion McIntosh, obviously, as he learns the offense and gets comfortable, I think he'll, I think he'll pass, pass Markov, but still, you know, good for that guy, right? Good for Markov that he's, you know, kind of hanging out up there and, and certainly doing enough that, um, that he's able to get some reps uh, in that first and second team area.
0: Um. Another, yeah, definitely, um, the running back spot will be, be interesting to see if, uh, I I think, yeah, we'll see McIntosh. uh, Obviously, uh, Max get most of the carries and Macintosh get yeah. the next carries well
1: and I'll even say this that I saw a video yesterday with a couple of runs from McIntosh in it and he looked very good <laughs> like he, he made some moves he, he, had, he did have one you know sort of touchdown he had a touchdown run from five yards out uh, which was good but he had another one where he just sort of like ran off the right it was like, a, like a right uh, run to the right and uh, made the first guy miss with a little kind of jump cut thing and yeah he looked really good so I, I think you know I, I still believe he'll be the the second guy when all is said and done but like i said clay markov i'm not not trying to bag on the guy good for him man
0: yeah um another interesting spot the uh uh the strong safety position um so uh theo noted that Daniel isom has been uh back there at number one recently um he's been making plays and practice which whatever that means um, strips and pass breakups and interceptions and, and such. Uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, s- definitely, uh, strips are something that the defense, like, has valued. Uh, you can kind of see the way they attack the ball, but, um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe Isom's the guy back there. Um, um, and they, they were saying it was Isom and Beekman in the back. Um, so we might have a whole new, um, Lineup back there. And obviously we know that, uh, it, it's very apparent now that Skyler Thomas is, um, d- is there at the nickel nickel corner position. He, it, he has not seen, he's been there in the spring and he's there. And the f- even after, uh, Jalen Thompson left, he's still, he's still down there. So it looks like he's going to be there. So it's going to be, uh, these new guys that are coming into, uh, uh, to take over and safety at, at the safety positions.
1: It's always a really good sign when Mike Leach uh, says good things about you (laughs) because he, you know, like a lot of times he'll be like, well, you know, he's, yeah, he had a good day. You know, we just need a little more consistency and all that stuff. Uh, He was pretty effusive in his praise of Isom who uh, spent the spring playing corner. Um, and I think, you know, maybe they envision him, him playing there initially. But I, I also think that if, you know, Tracy Clay's has his druthers, well, I, I think we saw from recruiting that, um, that he prefers, you know, longer, bigger guys who can man up on the outside. Uh, Isom is not that guy. Isom's like 5'10, 5'11, something like that. Um, a little smaller, athletic, but, but a little smaller. Um, so I think the, you know, it, it, they can get a, maybe feel like they can get away a little more with a, with a safety who's a little undersized, which, you know, might seem sort of uh, odd to some people, but um, you know, Earl Thomas, isn't that big of a guy. Not that Daniel Isom is Earl Thomas, but I think you catch, catch the draft. Right, you right. can, you know, if you're rangy um, and you're good at playing the ball, um, you can get away with maybe being a little bit smaller at the safety position. And so um, I think the idea there is that, you know, yeah, they like Thomas at, at nickel. They like Beekman uh, at that free safety spot. You know, that's where they had him all spring. He ran with the ones next to Jalen Thompson all spring. Uh, Isom was running with the ones all spring at the, at, uh, at corner. And then uh, they had that need at safety. So they thought, you know, well, let's try him out at safety. And I think they've been, it's almost like with Leech, you can almost hear a little bit of excitement, uh, feeling good about what Isom can do, his range, um, his tenacity at safety. Um, I, I think, I think they feel really good. I'd I'd be, I'd be really surprised if something happened between now and August thirty first uh, to change that trio. I, th- I think that, I think that's probably pretty well said unless some sort of injury uh, pops up or or let me let me rephrase. Unless somebody in that group is uh, happy and healthy, and then you know maybe there's maybe there's a change. But other than that, I think those three guys are are who they want, and I, I think they're going to stick.
0: Well, speaking of happy and healthy, uh Jameer Calvin is still not practicing.
1: Oh, I'm not okay with this, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. He was
1: in a boot in the spring and he's still in a boot now?
0: Yeah, now cuz you're looking at your uh your your first team, why is Brandon yeah. is, is Brandon Arcanado and Cassidy Woods? Right. Um Brandon Arcanado who is is what he is and and Cassidy Woods who has played there all of you know, (laughs) a few months, 17 practices or something at this point. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, you know, that's, uh, uh, it definitely like when you have Jameer in there, like it just, there's, there's nowhere to hide on defense. Um, and, and, and you're, you're getting excited about that because, you know, at the X you had Jackson and Martin. So, it doesn't matter who's in there. Um, Patman and Winston on the other side, again, doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, Trevor Harris and Renard Bell at H like, again, like just two talented guys. But then when you look at that, why you're like, okay, that's the one question. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully Jameer, is you know going to be even happier and healthier by the time the season starts uh but he's obviously uh still recovering from well, his Well the injury.
1: thing that the thing that nobody knows because of, of the way injuries are are handled in the program is nobody knows if you know was he injured and then okay. And then injured, injured again. again yeah. Right. Or is this like, is he still in a boot like four months later? That would be weird. So, um, I mean, my guess would be that it's, you know, he was injured and then, you know, recovering and then injured again, but you know, we don't really know. Right. And and one of the weird things about this is that why the Y receiver position has always been the safety blanket, for the quarterbacks, whether it was, you know, Craycraft or, or, you know, Kyle Sweet or, or Jameer Calvin, right? I mean, it's, you know, like there was always this sort of the safety net a little bit um, from that position. The, the ball tended to go to Y a lot more than H, H, you know, for the fans that don't really know H is the inside receiver position to the left. So, so that's again, you know, Renard Bell, Travel Harris, um, you know, for whatever reason, while Leach has been, been the coach at Wazoo, H has been just utilized by quarterbacks way less than Y. Um, not really sure why that is, but that's, that's kind of the way history has gone. So, um, it's a little interesting that, you know, now we, you know, we talk about how deep this receiver core is, and we feel good about the two deeps at, you know, Z and X and Y or Z and X and H. Um, and then all of a sudden Y is just sort of like, you got a former walk on and a converted outside receiver, um, which is definitely strange and and not, uh, not ideal, but, um, you know, I think that so far, you know, reviews of, of what Cassidy Woods is doing are, are strong. Uh, I feel okay with Arcanado as a, as the backup. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, just, you know, to have a, a senior guy in there who's, you know, had all the reps and, right. um, you know, should know what to do. And, and you know, in a lot of, I mean, to be honest, you know, so much of the air raid is spacing and, and, and just being in the right spot and, you know, creating not necessarily space for yourself always, but... Space for other players by occupi- occupying the right spot on the field, um, which, you know, can open up space for other players. Uh, you know, Arcanado being in that spot it can be beneficial. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, and but uh, Jameer Calvin being in that spot means when he catches the would ball, be better. He can, when he catches that the ball, he bad. can do a hell of a lot more damage. No doubt.
1: That. that would be better.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, um, just, uh, let's look at the defense for a sec. Um, interesting, uh, obviously, uh, kind of one of the positions, middle linebacker, cause you're losing Peyton Pelour there. Um, interesting kind of switch, uh, that, uh, Theo, uh, where we're talking about Theo Lawson of the spokesman review, which I'm sure most of you who listen to this know that. Um, I hope so. Um, something that Theo noted was, um, that, uh, Dom Civils was actually playing in, uh, who was, uh, rush linebacker last year was actually playing in the middle and Fave Fave ha- has uh, moved out to be, a rush linebacker. So, um, that's, that's interesting. Uh, it's just like a moving part. It seems like, you know, it's like, I don't know how it impacts when you have one guy just, two guys just right. switching positions. Right. Um, but, uh, Fave Fave had that famous sack against Oregon, but, uh, yep. uh, but, uh,
1: Yeah, he was he was consistently in the backfield against Oregon. Um, so I think the idea there is to take advantage of him as as a potential pass rusher. Um, he just seems to kind of have a nose for for creases in the offensive line. Um, you know, I seem to remember. I mean, you know, again, I it's always one of those things. Like we sit there and go, you know, oh yeah, I remember this and that. I mean, maybe my memory is right, but um. You know, I seem to remember him being in the backfield a fair amount uh, throughout the season. So I, I think uh good move to kind of maybe put him in a spot where he can he can get after the passer, get on the field maybe a little bit more. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm curious about Civils. Um, you know, maybe that says something about how they feel about the Mike linebacker. Maybe they... Uh, you know, don't feel great about uh, you know, either Sherman or Justice Rogers. I, I tend to think Dylan Sherman's going to be the guy who ends up there. Um, I, I think we all kind of keep waiting for Justice Rogers to step up right. and do something. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that I, we've been like waiting for for like two years for that, and and maybe it's maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh moving Civils there, I, I mean, it could just be a depth thing, but that tells me that they're maybe looking for something there. Uh, when you take a kid who, you know, is in that, that position, who, who's, who's had game experience, right? He's not, yeah. a, he, he's not a, 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 you know, like a red shirt freshman who hasn't played yet. I mean, he's, he's a guy who has game experience playing at rush. Um, if you're going to take a guy like that and, and move him around um, you know that, I don't know, that just tells me you're looking for something and maybe you're hoping that you, you know, maybe hit a little gold with something um, I, I don't think this is like when, uh, you know, against Rutgers, when we were moving a running back to safety, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, who's that? Teandre Caldwell, right? Wasn't that uh, who that was? Yeah. 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 So I pulled that name out. Well done. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Pat me on the back, uh. but civils. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a thought there that they want to get a little more athletic um, at that middle linebacker spot. I mean, they tried Jihad woods there for a brief time during spring. Yeah. You know, they were kind of trying some different stuff and um, that, that tells me that maybe they, you know, I, I mean, and look, I'm not, I'm not trying to bag on again, uh, Dylan Sherman or justice Rogers, but you know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is Dylan Sherman is a former walk on, you know, I mean that, that, says something about perhaps his, his measurables to some degree. And so, um, you know, I, I, I would, I would assume that the Dominic civils probably has maybe a little more, uh, explosive measurables to him, uh, given that again, they were, they were playing him at rush. They were having him rush the passer, those kinds of things. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if he can, if he can make a dent there. Uh, my guess would be, it's maybe a little bit more of a depth thing, but maybe they're hoping to maybe catch lightning in a bottle with him.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting cuz I always looked at him as kind of this like body type of a guy that was just uh, looked like an end but just wasn't big enough to be an end. Yeah. Um so it's interesting to see him in the middle. Uh so yeah, um that yeah, I mean uh the, these kind of things happen all the time. But, I mean the, the the nice thing about the program now is you you have guys in there that you can move around and it's not, so, like, if there's something that, uh, you know, that, that needs to be moved, then maybe you do. So what Leach said about the move for Fave Fave to rush, um, he said to depth, 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 depth and see if we can get Fave on the field. So, um, they might be thinking what you're thinking. He is a guy that was in the backfield a lot when he was on. The, on the field, and they they just want to be able to uh, you know uh, get get him in there. It's interesting well, enough that you were talking about athletes. Uh, Dylan Sherman himself said he's an athlete; he can jump all over the place. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I
1: I will say that um, there's a little bit more, more uh, rotation also with with the defensive line, and so if the idea is to Absolutely. get uh, is to get Favai on the field more um, there's definitely going to be more opportunity for that because they're going to be, you know, shuttling guys in and out and in and out um, probably a little less. So right with the linebackers. So, um, and I will say that uh, I just looked up really quick. Um, Civils is 6'3", Oh 30. Yeah. Dylan Sherman is six two two thirty. 30. Uh, Rogers is sorry. six two two thirty. 30. So, in essence, they're all about the same size, assuming that all those heights and weights are uh, are, are accurate. Which you know, they might not be. Yeah, who knows?
0: So yeah, um, things are happening. Practice is happening. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball here because I I kind of forgot about it. But Booby was that practice. Yeah, uh, um, how about that? You know that it, it kind of shows that maybe. Um, people who think there are rifts between certain humans that are just on the outside aren't don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, Cause obviously um, Booby was there with Leach and chatting him up and um, obviously still feels a connection to the program. He's, he's hit some tough times uh, being cut by the chiefs, but um, I encourage you to uh, read the, of all places, bleacher report article yes um on uh booby uh it's uh it's an excellent piece it's not uh a happy super happy piece no it's not but um it'll it it brings up a lot of um important factors and, and some things that maybe you wouldn't think about um in terms <laughs> in terms <laughs>
1: could you hear that i could definitely hear that. <laughs> we had a little kid invasion yeah atticus do you want to say hi you yeah. I had a kiss. Seriously, it's I know, really going to Your tooth come out, is very loose. Like a, okay. There's like a little crack where it's going to pull out of the of the okay. tooth connectors. Okay. Connector. Okay, good actually job. Actually, getting 100 <laughs> percent. It's a high-quality podcast yeah. here. Good job, buddy. Way to go. You keep wiggling that thing.
0: The Tooth Fairy is on her way to the new I series. Know.
1: Yeah, except we always forget <laughs> We're the worst. We're like, kids wake up the next morning, the tooth fairy didn't come, and we're like, oh, man, that tooth fairy's a real bitch. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> man, I can't believe she didn't come. What? He, what is even going? Yeah, so uh, I don't know. We make – I don't know. Sarah's really good at making up excuses. She does a great job. But anyway, back to what we were talking about.
0: Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, read that booby story. Um, yeah. A lot of interesting, you know, talking about um, – uh, sort of a learning disability that he has and how that has kind of impacted the way he, uh, yeah. he, uh, learns football plays and everything. And, you know, you didn't think about, it, you, th- you think like his, his playing style, his athleticism, his ability to catch the ball makes him a perfect fit for the Chiefs, but also they have this, um, insanely large playbook. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, he said, you know, he, something he mentioned is that like, it's just he, What he had in high school and what he had in in college. You know, obviously, Mike Leach's playbook is on a piece of paper. Um, Yeah, it's
1: notoriously small.
0: Yeah, and then and then a lot of what they do is with hand signals. So, um, but it sounds like he really put in a ton of effort to memorize the playbook. But um, maybe it was a bit overwhelming, and uh, so it doesn't seem like it's an ability thing as much as it was just not a great fit for, not as good a fit for him there as we maybe thought. But uh, it seems it seems like he's had some uh, workouts with other teams, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll yeah, land. Hopefully some, he catches on. Somewhere, hopefully he catches man. on somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, as an educator, it, it definitely sort of as I was as I was reading about um, about the learning disability stuff, it just it, you know just sort of breaks my heart, right? Because you know you always hate to see. Um, you know, a learning disability, holding somebody back from what they're actually capable of. Right. It's why we have IEPs, right? So, yeah. so for people who don't know, an IEP is- uh, Which is they an, mentioned
0: in the story that he yeah. had when he was in high school. So, Yeah.
1: It's an individualized education plan and it's it's got two components. It's got, uh, well, the two components for, for the gen ed teachers, which is uh, accommodations and modifications, right? So accommodations are just what are the things we can do sort of environmentally to help the kid out, right? So- might be something as simple as, you know, have them sit in the front row. It might be something like taking tests in a different environment. It might be having test questions read to them versus having them read them or maybe extra time for the test. I mean, those are all accommodations, right? Modifications are when we say, okay, we need to shorten the assignment. We need to modify the assignment so that, uh, so that they can show us what they know, you know, that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, my guess is, you know, he, he got a lot of accommodations, right? And, and, and Mike Leach's uh, playbook, as, as we mentioned, is sort of famously small. Um, and then, you know, one other thing, um, you know, I'm going to be working on, uh, I'm working on a story on Mike Leach um, as a teacher and the way that he he teaches things. Um, I had an interview with him last week and, and he kind of went through how he introduces concepts to the players. And he really goes through sort of this step-by-step slow process that really is very similar to how, you know, I, as a teacher, a high school teacher would introduce a concept in English class, you know, so he talks about how, like, Hey, you know, so we, we draw it up on the board, you know, how we want them to do it, right? And then we talk them through and we talk about everybody's responsibilities. And then we show them some, some film of how we expect the play to be run and what we want it to look like. And this is just also, by the way, this is just the basic base part of the play, right? Because a lot of these plays, almost all these plays have like, you know, almost, you know, an infinite number of tweaks that right. they can make to them with formation or whatever um, in order to modify them. But the base play, so they start with the base play, they do that. Then they go out to the practice field, they walk it through, you know, then they actually run it, you know? And so it's like, there's like five steps to this thing where like you, at, at every stage you're able to maybe digest a little bit, ask questions, you know, for them to make sure everybody's got it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the NFL is, is sort of. You know, again, notorious for uh, these huge, massive playbooks, right? And you've got to learn, you know, literally hundreds of of plays. Now, once you've been in it for a while, you start to pick some of that stuff up. But if you're not quite ready for that, um, and you don't have, you know, really good strategies for picking it up, uh, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a really tough go of it. And that's the part that sort of broke my heart about what I was reading in that story. I was just like you know, it's here. You got a guy who's obviously talented enough, you know, to play in the NFL, uh, but he's being held back by the fact that he can't maybe pick up the playbook as quick as, as he should be. And, you know, who knows if that was everything, you know, obviously that's his story. So who knows if that's, you know, everything there is to the story, but if it is um, you know, it certainly wouldn't shock me if, if it was cause you know, I mean, you got to pick up this stuff quickly. And if you can't pick it up quickly, then, you know, teams are going to, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to find somebody else who can, because there are a lot of guys, you know, for, for being honest, you know, Booby is not uniquely talented. You know, if you're Marshawn Lynch and you're having a hard time picking up the playbook, they're going to figure out a way to accommodate you. Right. If you're James right. Williams and you're having a hard time picking up the playbook, they'll just be like, well, we have, you know, five other guys pretty much just well, like you. Yeah. Who they we can sign.
0: They pointed to it in a story where you know, if you're a guy coming in an undrafted player, uh you already you, you already your margin for yep. error is extremely small already small yeah and so it's you know Marshawn lynch was i'm pretty sure he was a first round draft pick so it's like like it and like so he so uh yeah you if you're coming in first round draft pick versus uh versus that you know yep. that uh that that would that undrafted guy yeah totally different yep but yeah jeff um i really want to talk about some belly flops and cargo shorts but i i think maybe we should uh sell something first
1: yep now's a good time for a commercial break and we're back Ooh, ooh that was good
0: man i i'm already subscribed
1: yeah how well how do you know? <laughs> what if it wasn't a podcast ad?
0: I'm subscribed to whatever it is.
1: Whatever it is, I, I want it.
0: I want it. <laughs> I mean, almost everything's a subscription now. Everything is as but a service. That is You true. can you can subscribe to your razors. You, you can, can su- subscribe, subscribe to
1: the subscription.
0: You can subscribe to your food. You can subscribe to that everything. Is true. To your clothes, to your razors, your cl- everything. You can go on Amazon and like just sign up for everything to be delivered monthly and you never have yeah. to like you do, you don't have to think about anything really if you don't want to.
1: Okay, so before we get to Leech and his belly flops and cargo shorts, w- like are you subscribed to anything strange or anything uh, like out of the ordinary? No. No. I I did subscribe to Razors once back before I had a large beard and I was like, yeah, I'll subscribe to Razors. That sounds like a good deal. It was it was uh, by the way, it's Harry's. Yes. And they were good, by the way. Those were good razors. I'm not paid for this. Harry's is not a sponsor of the show.
0: Harry's does sponsor podcasts a lot though, they so kind of keep that in your keep that we in should, your pocket, man. Don't don't give do that. that away for free.
1: Yeah, that's true. I I'm just saying, hey, if Dollar Shave Club wants to call up, I, I mean I'm not saying no. I do I, need to shave I, my neck saw, from time to time. I
0: saw I, it was either Harry's or Dollar Shave Club. I was was driving in Seattle the other day. And 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 this was their billboard. It, it said, "Does this miss mustache make me look gay?" Good. <laughs> <And that's,
1: laughs> I was like, "Wait a second, where's this going?" <laughs> it <just> says, "Good," <laughs> or "Perfect." Oh, it says something perfect. like that. Like, "Yeah, it's like, that's a, awesome." A, I was like, I "All right, that. <laughs> that's funny." Yeah, because that could have gone south in a hurry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mercy. All right, man. All right, um, let, let's talk about someone who doesn't have a mustache.
0: Yeah, I don't think Leach would ever grow a mustache. Yeah, but do
1: you think he subscribes to Harry's?
0: I. He
1: seems like a very. Uh,
0: I, I, Leach probably has a very particular place that he gets his razors, uh, and, it, and it could.
1: See, I disagree. I disagree. I like, know. I think I think he's a guy who's just like whatever. I don't know. I, I, don't I feel think like
0: he'd he have a strong opinion much. on it.
1: I. <sighs> got to ask him about that.
0: Yeah. So you guys are best friends now. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do have his phone number.
0: Yeah. Just te- text <laughs> him right now. Just we want live answers right on the podcast. <laughs> hey, what wife. razors do you use?
1: <laughs> I got to know. Do Are you particular about your razors? I'll bet. Okay. So, so if I ever get a chance to ask him this question, here's my predicted response. It's whatever his wife buys for him.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's true.
1: That's he's. I bet. I'll bet. One hundred percent. He'll say. I don't know. I think. Uh, I don't know. Sharon buys something, and and I, I I just use whatever Sharon buys for me. But I'll bet that's what. But we With need, a cough. But, There's got to be a cough in there too.
0: But we do know two things that that he does believe in. And one is that he does not believe in polyester <laughs> shorts
1: he does not and believe.
0: two he he is a big fan of cargo shorts, which we anyone would know from looking at him that
1: is true, yes,
0: um, but let's go back to the polyester shorts um what did he say? He said he doesn't like to wear them because his
1: oh dear, I'm looking up the quote right now
0: his well, he was talking about his package, but the way he put it was still hilarious.
1: Um, okay, he says, he says uh, I don't understand those. He's talking about uh, the nylon shorts, right? Like like gym shorts or whatever? Mm-hmm. He says, I don't understand those. You jog around and your stuff flaps all over the place. I've never his liked stuff. those. stuff. But, okay, so
0: Mike apparently also does not wear underwear. Like that's yeah. what I'm gathering from I this. I guess. I like, guess. What, have you ever heard of boxer briefs,
1: man? Uh, you can, you can <laughs> just wear boxer like, like you can wear underwear while you're wearing those uh, those gym shorts. I mean so. like all
0: of his players are probably wearing compression shorts constantly underneath everything they're wearing yeah. like and he probably can get those for free. I don't like you know
1: you, you <laughs> Although I mean maybe maybe stuff is he's talking about, you know, like your phone. Or your keys?
0: He could be, but uh, it could be. I didn't. I've seen the video. I didn't get that. <laughs> in cont- I, I didn't. I f- but but uh, but yeah. Uh, but if if we are talking about his preferred shorts, that would make sense. Right. Cargo shirts are That's notorious. Right. You put your wallet.
1: You put your wallet down in the cargo pocket.
0: Yeah, and everything. Right. You put so everything down you're everything. just kind of being drugged down like around everything's kind of your balance has been shifted down to your your knees it helps you you know stay low when you're walking about extremely
1: practical mike leach is nothing if not a practical man
0: so i haven't worn cargo pants since i was probably in high school because i think they had already maybe in college yeah probably in college but i just remember if there was something in those car in the if you actually so i would usually still keep keep stuff in the normal pockets because if you put something in that cargo pocket you're digging it's like a it's like a woman's purse that is true you're just like digging around like ah shit where did that go i know i put it in there (laughs) oh there's (laughs) a there's a half-eaten cookie down here
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what though i will i will say that sometimes those cargo pockets did come in handy
0: i cannot think of one (laughs) <laughs> Single solitary situation where they okay. Did.
1: So here, here's my situation: going to go into like a Seahawks game or or a football game. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And you have more pockets than you need to to carry in the things that you need to carry in for. Uh,
0: you know, are you talking about alcohol?
1: I, <sighs> who would who would carry in illicit alcohol into a football game, Craig?
0: Not one, not a coog, not, no, not, not not any, not any coogs,
1: not you. you no, our listeners certainly.
0: No coog has ever done that. Psh, no,
1: no, I certainly never went into uh, went into a game with with a girl who had you know taken a ziploc bag full of alcohol and put it in a tampon box and called it good. Yes. Nope, that had never happened before.
0: Yes, girls, the MVPs of alcohol, bringing in the <laughs> student section. Dude,
1: girls are the MVPs of everything. Let's just be honest.
0: Let's be honest. We're a very we're a progressive podcast. Everyone knows we are. Um, but uh, so where where do you land on cargo shorts now as a, a near forty adult?
1: Oh God, no, 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 no cargo shorts left. They're all gone.
0: Yeah, same. No. I don't. Those.
1: Where where does one even find cargo shorts at this point?
0: Well, Leach says that people just give them to him now. Like, because <laughs> like how many people are still wearing them? Like, probably the cargo short makers are like, we got to get that guy. Yeah, that guy's on TV like all, all the time. time. He's always wearing car- it, it's it's That's fantastic. Like he's always wearing the cargo shorts. We he, like we got to get that guy, and and that. so. Every single—I don't know if Union Bay still makes cargo shorts or whoever else was making them. I don't know, Uh, but I haven't bought a pair of cargo shorts probably in uh, sixteen years. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I I will say that I have owned cargo shorts more recently than that, but it's—it's definitely been years. I don't know how many years but it's definitely been years since I, uh since I, that's been
0: I did it. get into a phase in my uh like just like 22, 23, 24 where I just always would wear big basketball shorts all the time. Like in and like a t-shirt. That was my outfit and a backwards hat. That was the outfit that I wore all the time. Every day, like I had a pair of Jordan shorts that went down like well past my knees, and then I wore a, a like a, a t shirt, usually a WSU t shirt that I probably got for free at some point, and a backwards hat, and and that was my outfit. and And I had a really stupid little billy goat goatee, and I always look at myself in those days. I'm like, I look like an idiot, like just a total <laughs> freaking idiot.
1: Comfort has to be paramount for a man of your size, though.
0: Oh, it is. Um and then I got into wearing slim clothes and so that went all went out, out the window. And uh so yeah. Um now I wear a lot of like uh you can there's a, an increasing number of shirts that come in like kind of dry fit style uh like material and then sweatshirts. So I'm all about like polyester shirts and polyester sweatshirts and like <laughs> and polyester shorts and like but they like I got these like uh board shorts that look like regular shorts. I'm like, "Yes, give me all the polyester you can possibly find." Yeah,
1: because you know what those don't do? You know what those garments don't do? They don't shrink.
0: Exactly. And that is a, that is the most important thing for they a They six- don't
1: change.
0: Yeah, they don't change. And and I that's, you know, I they cost a little more, but I like them for a little longer.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. And,
0: and when you're sweating, in the summer, you feel a little better wearing them yeah. than wearing a cotton t-shirt.
1: Now, speaking of board shorts, I ah. don't know that Mike Leach was wearing board shorts when he was... So the team took a trip to the swimming pool, and uh Coach oh, Leach was encouraged uh, to to do something for the team, and... Uh, well,
0: if you've seen the other clips, like, I, I follow them, the Instagram stories. Everyone was doing belly... Like, you, you saw... You know Liam Ryan and and uh, Lamont McDougal well, out there. Of
1: course, I mean when you are that size, a belly flop is like
0: if if you're not belly flopping, if if you're not if you're an interior lineman and you're not belly flopping, then what are you doing with your life? I like, mean, I what don't... are
1: you even doing at the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike Leach got uh, got convinced to go do a belly flop, and and you know it was it was okay. It was
0: okay. He kind of he he definitely
1: he definitely chickened out just a he chickened out a little bit at, bit at the end because
0: when i first saw it i'm like was well, he belly flopping i don't know because honestly it kind of makes it worse sometimes when you pull back at the end because then your face ends up hitting or like like you, your like arm hits this awkward like i don't know like you you just gotta f- go full out you, you can't by chicken the way out.
1: i am not i i'm not here to like Condemn Mike Leach for chickening out a little bit because I would one hundred percent chicken out. Oh sure. Like I'm, I am not a, uh, yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not real good with pain. That's not something I'm real good with. So, so yeah, I, I thought it was good. Like, like what, what would you rate the belly flop? Like, uh, like, like how many out of ten?
0: Well, uh, one thing that I. I, I, so I, I, I think like Leach's weight fluctuates quite a bit. Um, and his belly was quite a bit bigger than I, than I thought it would be. So I give him plus points for that. Like it's a very impressive beer belly he's got there. Um, so he had the goods, he had the goods to go in. Uh, I, I gotta give him like an eight. The splash was good. But not Splice that good. good. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of pulled in a little bit at the end. He didn't, he didn't full on like keep that you know, kind of spread eagle like moat, like he didn't keep that spread eagle uh, position all the way down. Um, this should be in the Olympics, by the way. Like, it should. Know, come on. We, I know we get the diving where you're supposed to make like no splash and like you just like are like a missile going in. No, right. no, no. Let's, 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 let's have just the low diving board belly flop competition. Um, and only dudes who have beer bellies. No, no one, no skinny dudes. Yeah. But I yeah, I'll give they- him, I'll give him an eight. Uh, and I, I give him you know maybe even eight and a half a little extra credit for doing this. Mike Leach is worth many millions of dollars. Mike Leach doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. Uh, but he went up there and and he uh dropped a, a belly flop um for team unity.
1: Yeah, and that was you know, I, I, as someone who uh you know has led. Uh, high school students in, you know, different endeavors, you know, as, as like a, you know, journalism advisor or whatever, um, and done sort of these team bonding type activities. Uh, nothing brings the, the team together quite like convincing the, uh, the person in charge, the, the adult to do something stupid. And so uh you know you really have no choice but to sort of play along and uh, and the more you play along the better it is for everybody and and uh it, it yeah it's I, I think that you know, it's become pretty clear over, over the years that Mike Leach's players really, um, I don't know that they always understand him, but they definitely respect him, yep. uh, as a coach and, and as a person. And, and, uh, you know, they, they, they definitely have an affinity for him. And, um, you know, kind of, you know, something I find kind of interesting is, kind of the longer he's around, um, the more we kind of get like little glimpses into that with him. Right. Um, you know, he was so aloof, you know, for the first, you know, however many years, um, and, you know, and I don't know how long he's going to stay here, but, but I do know that, um, after the first few years, you know, it was just sort of like, man, you know, who is this guy? And he's so just standoffish and, you know, whatever, Um, and maybe I'm, you know, just completely misreading the situation, but it really seems like, um, you know, when things sort of went sideways, you know, with, uh, with all the assistants leaving and, and Tyler dying and, um, you know, just seemed like, you know, and he, and he was talking with Tennessee, right. I mean, like, like, it seemed like this whole thing had a tendency to, or, or had a, had the ability to implode upon itself. Um, you know, it seems like last year just really energized everybody, and and really kind of, uh, you know, put the program and put him in a position where it was like, yeah, you know, this is good and comfortable, and he kind of seems to have maybe loosened up just a tiny bit uh, because of it. And so, like I said, you know, the longer he's around, the more I think we get um, just these glimpses into what it is that makes people who are close to him uh, feel like, you know, that, that he's a good dude and, and, and an excellent leader. And, um, I think it's just little stuff like this, that, that really goes a long way, you know, as, and as, like I said, as someone who's kind of been in that position, uh, for me, it's with, you know, high school kids, but you know, for him, it's, it's about the same, you know, right. Age difference. Right. Um, you know, that stuff goes a long way and, uh, and, and, you know, you're the, the people you're trying to lead really. They appreciate that kind of stuff when you you kind of get in the mud with them and, and goof around a little bit
0: right, yeah, and I actually have a a, a funny story about this uh, as you know, Jeff and the readers might not know um at one point when I lived in Tennessee, I worked at a group home and uh and so one w- during the summer we would take the kids on outings you know like we we'd take them to the water park or take them to more boring places uh one of the one of the trips was to a ropes course and um i am deathly afraid of heights they terrify me um me too yeah so i i can handle a roller coaster but i i hate the part when you're like crawling up because you're just like slow and like you you have time to think about it and and like i i remember a time when uh like when my seventh grade field trip we went to this like camp and and i had to like climb up a tree and i just like i remember the higher i got like the the far, they had pegs in the tree. You're supposed to climb up to get to the zip line. And I, the pe- every peg just felt like in, like farther and farther away. And so I ended up getting back down. It was quite embarrassing for a, a 12, 13 year old with all these girls around or whatever. But, um, so we, we take these kids to the ropes course and I'm like, I am not doing this. No, there's no way I'm doing, not doing this. And then one of the kids goes and they called me Mr. Craig. Um, he's like, Mr. Craig, like, I'm like, I'll, I'll, like, if you do it, I'll do it. And, and like, he was just like, he's like, I really want to do it, but I I just, like, will you, like, basically, they were going up in twos, and he was like, the one out or left one out or something. And so, uh, so I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I go up there. You had to, first, you have to climb up this rope ladder, which was not fun. And then you get up to this point, and you have to walk across this very long beam. And you're, you know, whatever, 20 feet off the ground or whatever. And I'm just, like, holding on to the tree and being like, nope. I'm not doing I'm not fucking doing it. Like, I'm in front of all these, like, <laughs> all, in front of all my, like, 16-year-olds. And they're just, like, uh-huh. they're loving it because I'm just, they see, like, they probably for the first, like, one of the rare times get to see me in a raw, like, Unfiltered way, uh-huh. like Mr. Craig f- f- cusses a lot. Like what? The, like <laughs> holy crap! And, and they're, you know, they're telling me like it's fine. You're tied to a rope, and I'm like, I fucking know that. I know I'm tied to a <laughs> rope. That doesn't matter in my brain. Like that just doesn't matter. And then they're like, Well, you have to climb back down that ladder if you go the other way. And I'm like, No. no. Finally, I walk across the beam, and that was the hardest part. And then you have to walk across this like rope to get up to the zip line. And I remember thinking, like, I got to jump on the zip line as soon as I get up there or I'm not going to do it. And so as soon as I got up there, I was like, as soon as I can go, just let me go, just let me go. So I'm, like, waiting for the kid in front of me to, like, get like yeah. get down. I'm like, just I have to go, I have to go. But, yeah, I, I swear to God, the kids, like, just loved it. And they were, like, even though I kind of embarrassed myself, but, like, they saw that, like, they probably saw that I was, you know, like – I had something that I had to deal with and I dealt with it. And, and, you know, it's like, yeah, you just kind of, sometimes, uh, when you're in a position where you're supposed to be this leader and, and example, sometimes, sometimes it kind of works to kind of show a little, uh, chink in the armor. As long as you kind of over, you know, you, you accomplish the task and whatever, you can't look like a total, like, like you can't just totally fail. Like yeah. that, 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 that doesn't work. But, but like, but, uh, but yeah, but, um, yeah. So that's my story along with that. And it, exactly that. When I see Leech do things like this, it makes me think of stuff like that. When you're, yeah. when you have a group of younger people that you're leading, um, that you have nothing in common with and that like you, you just, and, but you just want to connect with them in some way. And, and, you know, what everyone likes, everyone likes swimming at the pool and, and who doesn't know how to do a belly flop? So. Leach yeah. went on went on there and did it. And WSU did a good job uh, sharing that and making a little video out of it, actually, too. So, cheers yeah. to them.
1: Yeah. They've done it, by the way. The the new guy that they hired, I think, has done a pretty good job at that kind of stuff. I like the new videos they're making. Uh, well, yeah, they're I made mean, a pretty e- good job of sharing e- stuff.
0: ESPN shared it and everything. So, Yeah. And oh. it was on... Uh, you know who didn't share it? Like Dan Co-
1: Levitard or something. You know
0: who didn't share it? Cook Center. What the hell? <laughs>
1: the hell are those guys doing
0: miss some of those clicks losers but yeah in
1: charge of those guys anyway
0: but yeah jeff um we'll get in uh maybe before we get into a couple other things take another break
1: yeah commercial break and we're back we're back, and we still have Kook. We still have
0: Kook stuff to talk about.
1: We do. We got a couple more Kook things.
0: But by the way, I switched to a sidecar beer, and I just wanted to call it the sidecar beer because it's particularly exciting. Um, Georgetown has uh, started canning a new beer. Well, it wasn't a new beer, but they've canned a a, 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 a well loved beer of theirs for the first time, Johnny Utah. Yeah. Um it's which a which I
1: don't think I've actually ever had.
0: Oh yeah. Well now you can just pick it up in a six pack. Um I can. Excellent. So it's kind of like the Bodie light so um if you haven't figured that out, both references to point break, uh Bodhi and Johnny Utah, uh Bodhi being Patrick Swayze's character and Johnny Utah being uh Candy Reeves' character bra. And so um so Bodie is kind of like the, I mean Johnny Utah is kind of it's a lighter pale ale, um, it's got kind of the light malt presence, kind of like Bodie does, and and, and the hop character, but definitely not as not as bitter, not as uh, not as kind of aer- like up front in your nose aromatic, but it, an excellent kind of drinking beer. It's at five point six percent, great session beer. It's got a great can, blue orange, like I mean Boise fans would love this shit, <laughs> um, but. Uh, Like if I was a Boise fan, I'd be just drinking Johnny Utah all the time. But it's
1: all you would drink.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so no, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I picked up a six pack today um, after I dropped off my ballot, and then had a boy, and and, uh, came on, came on back, and uh, because you know we got to have some. uh, I I have all the, uh, I have the endless amounts of beer, but you got to have the beer that you can just, uh, you can just drink. Um Amanda needs that. Like she she's like, what can I drink? I'm like, nothing. And so I gotta get the beer that I can point to her and let her drink. There but you know. anyways, um two so odds and ends here with the Cougs. Uh this is our new segment. Cougs odds and ends. No, it's not. Um but um <laughs> so uh Ahmed Ali is officially left the program. So he had entered the transfer portal uh, didn't seem to work out very well for him. Uh, came back to the roster and now is gone. Um, reported by Theo Lawson. Um, so yeah, Jeff. Uh, we've talked about Ahmed Ali quite a bit. Uh, where he fits with Kyle Smith and where he doesn't fit with Kyle Smith. So yeah. Uh, so <laughs> how you, how are you feeling about that departure?
1: Well, I think. I mean, I think the latter is is the more relevant, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> It was never a good fit to begin with and you know, evidenced by, you know, the the guys that he went out and recruited. Um, you know, basically it's never a great situation when you're coming back for your senior year and the coach went out and recruited like three guys who play your position. Right. <laughs> you know. So um, you know, and amid all these not you know I mean I mean when we're talking about like the problems that the team had last year I mean I don't think he was at the top of the list but I you know our our biggest thing that we we've sort of talked about is that um you know if you're going to play for Kyle Smith you got to defend um Ahmed Ali was probably the worst defender on the team last year. Yep. Um not just in terms I think of-
0: Ahmed Ali was highly indicative of what Ernie Kemp valued in a player.
1: Right you know if you can score a little he'll he, you know who cares if you can play any defense um you know he just was uh, a little bit lost in in sort of any team defense concept um you know it was funny. undersized to begin with yeah there. he's undersized to begin with you know he's like 5'11 <laughs> and you know you you sort of like you would expect that a guy like that you know if you're 5'11 you're going to be quick enough to maybe you know, at the very least, you know, play man to man, stay in front of somebody, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, he, he couldn't really do that and they'd get man to man, which, you know, man to man is, is, you know, more complicated than zone, right? Cause you got to be able to, you know, rotate and help people and things like that. Um, and more often than not, he just sort of looked kind of lost, you know, and well, then you put him in a zone and, you know, you've got a 511 guy on the perimeter playing zone, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's not really useful either. Um, so, you know, I think he always yeah. faced an uphill battle, you know, finding minutes with Kyle Smith, uh, you know, but I also think to some degree that he, didn't find a suitable landing place. You know, I I think he would have left if he had found that. Well, you know, maybe he got a phone call. uh, You know, I mean, it is the beginning of August. So maybe he got a phone call from somebody who suddenly had an opening and is, was willing to take him on as a transfer. Um, You know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I guess he must be a grad transfer, maybe for him in order to do this. I I don't know. Like, I, I don't know kind of how this works. So anyway, I, you know, no big loss. Uh, I, I don't think he figured in much. Um, you know, I, I do know that Kyle Smith was still recruiting people, uh, as a fairly recently. So I, you know, who well, knows? Yeah,
0: if- I, I saw some, I saw some comment on some Coug Facebook group, or maybe it was even our Facebook it, where they're like, well, you stole a scholarship from Kyle Smith. It's like, come on. The coach knows. Yeah. The coach isn't, the coaches has options. Like he, like he'd already tried to leave and it didn't work out. And and it right. wasn't, it wasn't like with Jeff Pollard where he obviously was actively recruiting him to come back. Like right. it, it was, you know, he, I really, yeah, I really don't think Smith, like, I'm sure that Smith kind of laid it out for him. Like, this is yeah. what you got to do. And I know. don't
1: think it's his style to run people off. No. Um, and, and that may sound sort of, uh, you know, like, like idealistic, you know, that, oh, you know, we have a coach who I don't think would run people off. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that Kyle Smith wouldn't do that, but he doesn't seem like the type who's gonna, you know, run off half his roster. Cause um, you know, he didn't really do that. And so, you know, and I know there was a ton of turnover, So, you know, people might say he did, but I think for the most part, those guys all left for, you know, various reasons. And, and he said sort of over and over again, Hey, you know, anybody who's here, you know, you're welcome to stay and we'll, we'll coach them up and we'll, you know, we'll get better. And, um, and that's pretty easy. I I will say that's easier for him to say when you've got a lot of seniors, right? Like, so I mean, they had a lot of upperclassmen, they had a lot of seniors, a lot of Juco guys who were going to be seniors. So, you know, it's easier to say for that first cycle, hey, stick around, it's fine. You know, you can bide your time for a year. So whether it was entirely altruistic or not, I don't know, but I do I do think he wasn't really, you know, actively running dudes off. And you know, Ahmed Ali could have been, you know, kind of an interesting weapon off the bench for 10 or 15 minutes. Come in and hit a three or two. You know, he could have been interesting, but um, you know, I, I hope he lands at a place that makes him happy and allows him to, uh, you know, Chuck threes and, and do what he does. Cause you know, it, he was never a PAC 12 player as, as hard as that is to say, um, at, at, at that kind of size, you better be very fast and very quick, um, and probably strong also. And he was kind of none of those things. So, um, you know, at a at a mid major level or a low major level, um, a lot of what he does might have more success. And so, you know, I hope he finds a place where he lands and he can he can get the kind of minutes that he wants.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But Jeff, I have another question for you, and has nothing to do with that Ali or Cougar basketball. Okay. I want to know if you've ever on purpose watched a Jacksonville Jaguars preseason game.
1: <laughs> the answer is no. No, I have not.
0: But you know what? I am setting my DVR. Yeah, for, I
1: will probably do that
0: for 4:30 p.m. NFL Network on Thursday. Eight on eight, Thursday. Eight eight. Uh, so uh, Gardner Minshew uh, seems to be in the number two. Well, in the Jaguars' official depth chart is listed as a number two quarterback, which is a big deal for him because number two means you make the roster. Um, so he is starting out from a good place. Um, in the preseason and that also means he will probably in given it's the first preseason game will be getting a ton of reps yeah. so if you want to see Gardner Mitchell play some football Thursday uh four thirty 30 p.m nfl network that'll be your that'll be your place
1: yeah it's that's like how exciting for him right because they're They're clearly taking it slow to some degree with, uh, with Nick Foles, right? Right. They don't, they don't want him to get hurt. They know they're, they're pretty screwed at that point. So it seems like uh, Gardner Minshew is going to get a nice long, long, long look. And, you know, that's, that's pretty great for him. You know, he seems to have impressed. He's done all the right things at practice. Um, you know, he's, he's done all the things that we're used to, right. You know, which is convincing the, uh, you know, the team that, that he's a leader and, and commanding the huddle and kind of all the stuff that we, Um, you know, that we that sort of captured us and captured the team, you know, a year ago. So uh pretty exciting for him to get get that nice long look. He seems to have separated himself from uh the other two guys they've got there, or at the very least convinced the coaching staff that he should have uh, you know, first crack at 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 looking good. So yeah, you know, good for him. That's awesome.
0: Hey, you know, and not Um, not saying that, uh, he is, uh, Russell Wilson, but, uh, you know, Russell Wilson kind of started out in the same position and then got, and then just crushed it in the preseason as the second guy. And then just, uh, you know, became the starter by week one. So not, not that I'm saying that that's happened. They just signed, uh, uh, but they signed Nick Foles to quite a big contract, so. The, yeah, the,
1: even bigger than what Matt Flynn had quite signed. Quite a lot,
0: time. quite a lot bigger than what Matt Flynn had signed, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he had a much bigger hill to climb, especially as a sixth round, seventh, sixth round? Seventh round, sixth round draft pick. Sixth, versus, round. sixth round draft pick versus yep. a third round draft pick. Definitely a big difference there. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's great to see that. You know, if he can stick at that number two spot, that means he makes the roster. That means he's not on the practice squad or whatever. So, um, hopefully, you know, I, I'm excited to, you know, uh, watch watch it, watch him run some NFL offense, and uh, um, yeah, so it sh- should be fun.
1: Yeah, exciting for him.
0: Yeah. Go cougs, go mustache.
1: That's right. Cool man. So uh
0: what's you got any on? good
1: kid stories? Uh it's I don't
0: know, man. It's been pretty pretty chill. I, I had quite an epic one last week. I uh I haven't had much else to talk about this week. I actually um you know, it took took the kids back to took her back to Yakima and, you know, she loves seeing the grandparents and stuff, but there wasn't a like I didn't have like she was kind of out of my hands most of the time. So uh, Yeah, that's I, how it a is when grandparents are around. Yeah, a lot of people share share her with. So I actually had a lot of time away from her. So that was uh, that was interesting. But what about you?
1: Well, yesterday it was what, ninety two degrees around here? So I took uh we loaded the out, uh, kit. out,
0: out in out in the valley. That's so right. Over here it was only like eighty seven.
1: Yeah. So out here in Graham, uh, it was like 90 degrees. So we decided to uh, load the kids up and take them for a day trip to the ocean. So we, uh, we threw everything in the car and drove out to uh, Pacific Beach out there on the coast and, uh, got there and it was a balmy 62 degrees with about 15 mile per hour winds and it was overcast. And so I'm out there. I had shorts on, but I'm wearing a sweatshirt and I'm like bundled up. And the kids, of course, being kids, uh, take their shirts off and start running into the ocean, and I'm just like, oh, to be a child, right? It's so freaking cold out here. The kids are like, whatever, man, it's awesome. They are running into the water and playing, you know, building sandcastles and whatever. So
0: so I, I don't know if you remember the old commercial from, like, the 90s or whatever when it would be, it was uh, two guys, like, just sitting on a beach, like, totally bundled up, and there's, like, a beach ball, and they're trying to play, but it's just, like, rolling by and then and 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 it says like it's a Henry Weinhardt's commercial and it says nothing like a northwest beach for keeping the henrys cold
1: <laughs> it's so true especially washington beaches oh, oh yeah oh my gosh like like it was so funny you know we drove and it was so hot here and we we didn't leave until I don't know, noon or something. I mean, it was late and we were just like, you know what? Let's get out of here. Let's drive to the coast and, and it'll be, you know, whatever is two hours, two and a half hour drive. And, uh, yeah, you know, we get there as we're getting closer. Like, I'm, it's funny, you know, we had the AC cranked up as we're like driving for the first hour and then. You know, it's like all of a sudden it drops down to like 80 and then it drops down to like 70 and we're like, oh, it's so I'm like turning the air conditioning down, you know, and, uh, and then we start getting close to like really close, like within a couple of miles of the coast and, uh, the, it was air conditioning off and, and, and then, uh. Yeah, it was windy and overcast and whatever. But I I love going out there, you know, taking my launch. I don't care if I'm cold, man. Just listening to the waves, it's very peaceful and and I enjoy it. So kids kids loved it. They built some sandcastles and and uh yeah, everybody was happy.
0: Cool, man. Uh, not not much kid talk this week.
1: No, that's all right. And I,
0: and I'm definitely not up on the latest. uh the latest music trends because uh i've just been thinking about 90s country that's right so i don't know man and um, it, it it what it what all i have to say is um if you like this please subscribe
1: yeah kind of getting to the end here subscribe to us give us a five-star review
0: yeah do both of those things Helps
1: people find us
0: you know and and if and if all that fails just Tell someone else about the podcast. You, you know, could other, do that. You know, other kooks. Yeah, yeah. They, they they probably want to listen to it too. They probably do. I mean, they they'll probably hate it, but you hate them anyway. Like it's probably like your neighbor that you don't like, and it's you true. just tolerate him because he went to WSU. Yeah, and he and he has a big TV, so you go over and watch the games. But that's fine. Yeah, like tell 100%. him about the podcast. Let him yeah. suffer through it.
1: Yeah, especially the awesome advertisements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get another one after after it ends. And who the yeah. heck who the heck sticks around for the post podcast <laughs> yeah. advertisement by the we way? We could
1: have, we could have a whole conversation about that.
0: We probably
1: could. Um have you <laughs> do you ever
0: do that, Jeff?
1: <laughs> oh, every time. I absolutely love listening to advertisements from our advertisers. Why do you ask?
0: Me me too. I just wanted to make sure we were on the wanted same page. to make page. sure it was
1: just it was both of us that were doing I that.
0: I certainly would never hit these skip.
1: No. Well, skip to the next podcast oh. button or skip 30 seconds button no who does that i mean i i skip
0: ahead to the ads because they're so exciting
1: that's right (laughs) all right i think we're done
0: yeah pretty good you know hey we're 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 we're, we're podcast best practices cut the time down here
1: that's right all right man craig
0: go kooks.